Good morning. Today is the 30th of March and I'm joined remotely by Sheldon MacDonald and Seamus Lyons. Sheldon, if we can start with you, we saw this huge stimulus package being passed in the US last week. Could you just quickly run us through the impact of that on equity markets? Morning, Lorna. Yes, as you said, massive amounts of stimulus from the US, $2 trillion worth in the end. Of that, about $300 billion payments to individuals, $250 billion other benefits to individuals, $350 billion to help small businesses, $500 billion to help large businesses, and $600 to $750 billion in other state and local aid. That's all equivalent to about 10% of the US GDP. So massive stimulus. As you might expect, equity markets took that fairly well. We saw the S&P up over 10% in local currency terms. Other markets also enjoying a strong bounce. So a very strong rebound week. Obviously, very difficult to read too much into it with the scale of the moves that we've seen both on the downside previously and the rebound last week. But very positive, I guess, tentative, but positive steps in the right direction. And if we could turn then to government bond markets, it's quite interesting that they also seem to have a very good week. Yes, normally you would expect where expectations of stronger growth come through, you would expect then expectations for higher inflation, inflation the enemy of bond markets, so you'd expect bond markets to struggle. But in fact, bond markets also did have a very strong week uh, last week, really just on the improvement in liquidity. Uh, So we've seen governments and central banks commit to buying bonds in the market to making sure that liquidity stays. I think there was just a, a sentiment rally on the back of that. And so we saw bond markets have a very good week last week as well. And quite an interesting move in the peripheral European bond markets. Yes, the ECB's buying program now including Italy and Greece and other countries from the region as well. So support for those markets too. We saw spreads tighten in credit markets and rather better week in the high yield markets, Seamus. Yes, indeed, Lorna. They began the week quite poorly as they had been for a couple of weeks now and they reached 1100 in the US, which is the widest they've been really since the financial crisis. Um, But they did end the week closer to 900. So that was a quite strong performance. And even on Friday, actually, where you saw U.S. equities falling by three and a half, four percent, high yield actually rose. So there's good signs of stabilization after what has been a very tumultuous six weeks or so. And we keep hearing this phrase fallen angels. I wonder if you could just uh, explain to us a little about that. Sure. Yes. So year to date now, we've seen close to 150 billion worth of fallen angels. And these are where investment grade companies get downgraded into the high yield market. The most recent name was Ford, the the auto manufacturer, actually, which is well known to the high yield market because it was downgraded in 2006 as well. So um, it's back where it used to be. But you've also had other names like Kraft, the big consumer goods company, Occidental Petroleum, a very large energy company. They make up the vast majority of of the downgrades, but um, 150 is quite a large number. And Goldman Sachs, for instance, has a prediction of 550 billion worth of fallen angels this year. So that's going to be a record number of fallen angels, which if you actually make that out in terms of the investment grade market, that'd be over 7% of the investment grade market, which is quite a large number and would have a large impact on the high yield bond market as well, which is a much smaller market. Yes, indeed. And interesting to see household names among those. Sheldon, if we could just look quickly at the commodity markets, oil had, I think it was its fifth consecutive negative week. Yes, as you said, a lot of negative weeks in a row now. It's adding up. We've now seen the oil price down about 65% on the year to date and 50% decline in March alone. So a very tough environment for oil. It's a lack of demand. People seeing uh, economies much weaker going forward. And that's just being reflected in the oil price. 
and no real benefit from this fiscal and monetary stimulus, so it seems. Yes, I think markets really just waiting to see the dust settle until we can get a real picture of what economies are likely to look like at the moment. With so much going on, with so much volatility, it's really difficult for markets to uh, investors really to price things properly. And I think in the oil market, at least, taking a wait and see attitude. And that's where gold has stepped back into the spotlight in the last week. Yes, gold, like other defensive assets, actually rebounding quite nicely. So like bonds that we spoke about earlier, um, we saw real estate also rebounding. So like other assets, also having a good week. In fact, it was its best week in about 12 years. And the gold price was up almost 9%. And in the coming week, possibly the most important figure would probably be the US non-farm payrolls we're expecting on Friday, Sheldon. Yes, there's a raft of data out, but non-farm payrolls and the employment data will be the most watched. Last week, we saw indications of massive amounts of people getting in line for unemployment benefits. We're likely to see an additional something in the order of 3 million people, perhaps. So that will be closely watched. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thanks, Lorna.